Hey, everybody. Welcome to This Good Word, episode 20. The word this week is journey. It's a new year. It's a new day. So today I want to talk about the journey that you're already on, though maybe you don't know it and maybe you haven't named it yet. I want to talk about the courage it takes to leave something known in order to go toward the unknown. And I want to talk about some helpful things to bring along the way, some things you're going to encounter as you go on this journey so it doesn't feel quite so scary. And in order to do that, I want to anchor us in an ancient story that's going to help us, I think, to get where we need to go. But first, some shout outs. A couple people that are doing book clubs on my new book, Beginnings, which is available now anywhere you buy books. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Books A Million, Walmart, all those beautiful places online. I will put links to my show notes in there. Check it out. But these women that are doing these book studies, Emily is in San Francisco. She's going to give away seven books to the first seven people that sign up. I think that's how it goes. Emily is awesome. She lives in the Bay Area, and she's doing a book study. So check out my show notes, steveweens.com slash blog, for a way to enter into her. Uh, Beautiful. It's going to be a great book study. Also, Steph from Minneapolis, my friend Steph, she's doing a book club. I'll put her site in there in a way for you to get involved in that study. And then Lisa and Janet from St. Andrew United Methodist Church, these two amazing women that are doing a book club within their church in West Lafayette, Indiana. Way to go, Lisa and Janet. I can't wait to hear how it goes. The book study starts on January 28th. So yay, yay, yay to Emily, Steph, Lisa, and Janet. You guys are great. And to those of you who are listening, if you want to start a book study, it's easy There are uh, discussion questions after every chapter in the book. So you just read a chapter and then go for it. The questions are already there. You can do it online. You can do it in person. And let me know if you're doing it. I'd love to know. I'd love to help you promote it. And it will be all good. Lastly, I'm going to be in Peoria, Illinois on January 24th at the Great Imago Dei Church. My friend Charlie Dean is the pastor there, and we're going to have so much fun talking about beginnings. So if you are in or near Peoria, I'm coming your way, people, because where else would you want to be in January other than Peoria? (laughs) Can't wait. Okay, let's dive in. Great quote from Richard Rohr, which I got from my friend Ruth Haley Barton on her site when she talked about Epiphany, because if you follow the church calendar yesterday, January 6th, we launched into a new chapter of the church calendar called Epiphany. And Epiphany really is all about journeying toward the unknown, following light. So this quote comes from Richard Rohr, and he writes, A good journey begins with knowing where you are and being willing to go somewhere else. So here's the ancient story. It comes out of the newer covenant the book of Matthew chapter 2. I'm actually going to read a few verses to you. I don't know that I've ever done that on this good word, but I think this is such a juicy story that you need to get the context first. So here we go. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw 
his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country in another way. Juicy, beautiful story. Lots of implications lots of nuggets so let's dive in first of all the wise men the really the word there is magi which is translated as false prophets sorcerers wise men teachers astrologers or seers they're from the east whatever else we know about them we know that they're not jewish we know that they consult the stars in order to divine prophecies We know that they've traveled a long way because they saw a star. Now, magi would do this. Sorcerers would do this. Astrologers would do this. But it's curious to me that the writer includes this in the second chapter of this story very early on after the Christ is born into the world Here we have these non-Jews, these sorcerers, these diviners of prophecy by looking at the stars who've journeyed all this way, followed by, I mean, being led by a light, a star. They leave what's known in order to go to what's unknown. So amazing. We know they saw the star. We know they called it the star of the king of the Jews. We know they discerned it was the star of the king of the Jews. And then they went back to the prophecies. So they're aware of different world religions. We know they've traveled a long distance. And we know they've come to worship him. But when they say that, we don't really know, you know, like that's that's not necessarily coming to worship him in the sense that we might say that. They're coming to reverence him most likely. They're coming because this is a prophecy that's been told. But they're not most likely saying, oh my goodness, we have found our king. We found the king. We found our God. They're just saying this is a big event in history and we want to be made aware of it. So they're very curious. And they're on their way to Bethlehem, which is where the star is leading them. But they end up in Jerusalem, the center of the God Yahweh, where the temple is, 
and where Herod is reigning. And Herod has sort of been appointed by Rome to rule the Jews. He is a bloodthirsty guy who has just a murderer. I mean, he is a very scary leader, and they find themselves in his presence. And we don't know. I mean, they're wise men. We can assume that they have intuition. But they come to him and they say, we've been looking for the king of the Jews because Herod, after all, is a Jew, but he's in bed with Rome, so he's not to be trusted. Uh, They don't know that, or perhaps they don't know that. Perhaps they do know that. In any case, they go to Herod. And we don't know why they end up in Jerusalem. Like, why didn't they just go all the way to Bethlehem? Did the star hide behind some clouds for a while? I mean, it's interesting to be curious. Why did they stop and get an audience with authority? And I think this is what happens when we're on a journey and we've been traveling a while and some of the excitement of the journey has worn off. When we don't know where we're going, we typically ask authority, don't we? We look to authority to tell us where to go when we're stuck. And this is a good thing. I think this is why this is part of why authority is put in place. However, when you look toward a corrupt authority as Herod is, you are going to be put in harm's way. And whether they know that or not, we don't know. In any case, Herod is freaked out. Herod is eventually going to order the murder of all baby boys under the age of two that are Jewish. So this is a horrible, and and, and it goes through. Uh, Jesus has to flee. Jesus becomes a refugee, and his mom and dad, Mary and Joseph, they flee to Egypt, uh, refugees. And um, so obviously Jesus escapes that terrible sentence that Herod hands down. But many of the other, almost all the other baby boys, ages two and under, get killed. It's just an awful, horrendous uh, decision from this leader. But the wise men, the magi, the sorcerers, the false prophets, the teachers, the astrologers, the seers, they make their way to Bethlehem. And when they get there, when they see the star again, we read, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I mean, that's the first thing that happens. These non-Jews, these people who are curious about a prophecy, about a king, who in their lifetime perhaps has come. But certainly there's false, there's false prophecies. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of people that have risen up, risen up and said that they're the king. So who knows whether this is the actual king, um, is what they're thinking. But when they get there, they rejoice exceedingly with great, joy. So what does it mean that when the Christ shows himself to you, and it's really the Christ, it's really the Savior, it's really the liberator, it's really the one who's come to rescue you from darkness, even when you're not from his religious group, and you see him, and you're led to him by his star, you rejoice exceedingly with great joy. I mean, I love that. And then they fall down and worship him. And this is, in the language, this is kind of a messy, uh, kind of a falling down. It's not very choreographed. It's the, these wise men, these 
these intuitive men, these rich men, but they fall down messily to their feet in this little house. Remember, this is not the stable. This is um, Jesus is maybe one, maybe two years old at the time. They fall down and worship him. Then they give him gifts, very expensive gifts. And then they're warned in a dream not to go back to Herod because uh, Herod is corrupt and they know that now. And so they go back to their home in a different way. These magi, these false prophets, these sorcerers, these non-Jews, these astrologers, these seers, these teachers, they go on a journey and what they find is the Christ, the light of the world, the savior of all creation. And when they find him, they rejoice exceedingly with great joy. They fall down and they worship him. They give him gifts and then they go back home a different way. So what can we what can we pull from this story? Well, number one, the star of the Christ will lead you to him no matter where you are and where you're from. I mean, I love that. As we start this chapter called Epiphany, which is all about coming awake to what the light really is when you're trapped in darkness, when you're stuck on a journey and you're not going anywhere. Epiphany is all about getting on a journey toward the Christ. And the Christ will draw you from wherever you are, from within whatever system you are in. And when you find the Christ, you will rejoice exceedingly with great joy. That will be your reaction. Because the Christ has come to liberate. The Christ has come to lead you on a journey of liberation. Can I get an amen? The Christ did not come to start a religion, a system of rules and regulations to knock people down and to keep people in line. The Christ came to start a way of life that would set people free. So they rejoice exceedingly with great joy. They fall down and worship him. And the word for worship means to serve. It means to bow down. It means to work. It means all of these things. These wise magi are doing this at the feet of of a one-year-old. <laughs> I mean, it is unbelievable. And then they gave him gifts. And then they went home a different way. And it's just a story that highlights the fact that the Christ will lead you from wherever you are on a journey where you will have to leave something known and go towards something unknown so that you can be filled with exceeding and great joy, liberation, redemption, reconciliation. So my question for you on the first week of 2016 is what are you looking for these days? Are you aware and awake that the Christ is leading you toward light and liberation and joy, and freedom from wherever you are, from whatever system you are in, it 
doesn't matter. If you are aware and awake and looking for his star, he will lead you to him. I mean, that is just radical. It's radical. And one of my friends, we were talking about this story. And I love this friend because she asks all the hard questions. She said, how do we even know these magi really existed? I mean, I mean, it's just, what if it's just in the story? What if it's myth? And my answer to that is, man, we don't know. You know, we don't know. It's a, it's a wild story. But the writer is trying to say something about the king. So even if you can't wrap your mind around the fact that these wise men, maybe it was two, maybe it was three, maybe it was seven, who knows? Even if you can't wrap your mind around the fact that they're actual people who actually existed, the writer of Matthew is telling something about the king. So what he's saying, I think, is the king will draw people from distant lands and distant systems, unlikely people, to journey toward liberation. So what are you looking for these days? Are Is your head and eyes up? Are they up and are they looking? And when you see something, what do you think it means? These magi had to discern. No, that's his star, the king of the Jews, the Messiah. When you see something, what do you think it means? When Moses saw that burning bush that was burning but not consumed, he had to turn aside and have some reflection. What do you think it means? And then what journey are you taking because of what you've seen and what you've discerned? What are you leaving? And when you leave something, maybe you leave a system, maybe you leave a job, maybe you leave a way of thinking that just isn't working anymore. Maybe you leave a church, I don't know, maybe you leave a friendship because it's toxic and you're seeing something, you're being led to the Christ because you have to leave something in order to go somewhere else. Remember, a good journey begins with knowing where you are and being willing to go somewhere else. Are you willing to go somewhere else to find the Christ, the King of liberation, the King of redemption, the King of making all things new? What journey are you taking? And is this journey something that you are willing to experience risk, that you're willing to experience some unknown, that you're willing to be curious and ask questions and not have everything all figured out. You gotta believe these magi, they were just, they were, they were on a quest of curiosity. Are you willing to go on a quest of curiosity, letting questions guide you. Don't be afraid of the questions. The questions will lead you to exceeding great joy. Is this journey leading you to Jesus, to rejoice exceedingly with great joy, to fall down and worship, to give him gifts, and to return to where you came from a different way because now you are a different person. I got to tell you, I am on a brand new journey these days with a book, Beginnings, the first seven days of the rest of your life. I mean, now that it's out, all the feelings, I'm feeling all the feelings, vulnerability, excitement, 
fear that it's just it's not going to go anywhere. I'm feeling ego. I'm feeling competition. I'm feeling excitement and joy and possibility. I'm meeting people and I'm wishing I would meet different people. I mean, it's just, it's such a journey. And when I remember to look around and look up beyond Amazon reviews and beyond sales ranks and beyond ego, I see a star that is leading me somewhere that I don't know. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that, I don't know what that means. But I'm trying to stay curious. I'm trying to go toward good authority, not corrupt authority. People who are older than me, who are wiser than me, who have been on the journey before. Because I think if you're on a journey toward following the star, and there's going to be times where you don't know where you're going, and, you, and you're going to need to stop and ask good authority. These are people that have been there before. Ask them where to go. Ask them how to get unstuck. This is great. And this is frankly why I wrote the book Beginnings. I wrote the book Beginnings as a collection of wisdom for people who are on a journey and who don't know the next step. I wrote it because the scriptures in my mind are a collection of authority, of people who've been there before people that we can learn from, people who are following the star with curiosity and freedom. And when they find where they're looking for, they go down on their knees with exceeding joy. So my friends and sisters in 2016, may you go on a journey toward the star. May you be led out of the known into the unknown. May you be met along the way by authority figures who really help you find the liberating king, the one who did not come to start a religion but to set people free. May you experience this week, this day, this year, exceeding and great joy because you found the one that will liberate you. Amen. Okay, everybody, what's blowing my mind lately is an app. It's also called it's also a podcast. I listen to the podcast cuz it's easier. It's daily. It's just like 10, 11, 12 minutes, but it's called Pray As You Go. And it's Irish voices, British voices, Scottish voices about 10 to 12 minutes and every day has beautiful music it focuses imaginatively on a passage of scripture inviting you to enter into it it has become my quiet time in the morning it's beautiful it's reflective it's imaginative it's put on by these jesuits and if you know jesuits you know they love to lead you into imaginative wondering about entering into the scriptures as you really are and as they really are. So check it out, praise you go. I'll put the link on the show notes. Everybody, oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being in it with me in this good word. Please check out my book, Beginnings. Please share it with friends. That would be the greatest gift that you could give me. If you've read it, please give an honest review on Amazon. That really, really helps me. I don't know why it helps me, but there's something on Amazon about the algorithms and blah, blah, blah. But leave a review. You don't have, it doesn't have to be long. Just rate it. Give it some stars. 
and write what you think about it. Uh, but I am excited about this year in 2016. I've lined up some um, some fun guests to interview. It's going to be very fun. I have some different thoughts and new directions to go, and we're going to journey through this year together. So, so grateful for all of you. Uh, and as always, we are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy, and we are in it together. And I think that was just my stomach growling. It is early in the morning. I am hungry. It's time for breakfast. But first, I got to get this podcast out. Okay, love you all. See you next week.